This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Colossians. surrounded by it. It dominates the world in which we live. Now, what does darkness imply? You know, when it, it, obviously it's a metaphor, right? I mean, look, it's a beautiful sunny day outside, so I'm not in the midst of physical darkness right now, even as I'm proposing that we live in darkness continually. No, it, it's, it's a metaphor. What is it talking about? It's, it's talking about ignorance for one thing. In today's message, Pastor Robert teaches us that the finished work on the cross means that we have been delivered from darkness. Although the evil still exists in the world, we can have confidence that we will be protected from it. God wants us to live not for this world, but for the glory that is to come. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert with today's message. Colossians 1.13, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. We're going to focus just on those two verses today and and talk just briefly about what they say to us. Our Father in heaven has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. I sent Rick an email yesterday afternoon. I I rarely do that, but I asked Rick to play that last song at the end of our um, worship time today. Oh, how He loves us. Because it's so important that we remember, you know, as we celebrate Christmas, as we move into the Christmas season, what it is that Christmas is is all about you know we focus on the birth of christ at christmas don't we understanding that he wasn't born in december at least i think most of us understand that that jesus wasn't born in in december that a couple of thousand years ago somebody got the bright idea to to celebrate his birth at the same time that the pagans celebrated another holiday it's kind of like we do with with halloween you know a lot of churches now do hallelujah nights Many of us have a conviction that, that our kids shouldn't get out and, and go trick-or-treating and, and celebrate the demonic and, and, and stuff like that. And so for those who have that kind of, of conviction, we want to do something for the kids just to, to, to let them have a fun night. And there's nothing more sinful about candy 
at Halloween than it is any other day of the year. You, you know what I mean? And, and it's a similar thing. Somebody decided back, you know, a couple of thousand years ago, let's, let's do something special to, uh, at the same time that the pagans are celebrating Saturn. It ended up being December the 25th, but, but it's one of those things, we have freedom. I love a little paper that Rick, Pastor Rick wrote recently, a response to, to that question, and he did such an excellent job of explaining why we, we feel great freedom in Christ to celebrate His birthday on December the 25th and, and use a tree if we want to and lights and whatever else and, and, and not, not be all preoccupied with with uh, the fact that it used to be a pagan holiday that many of us, most of us, know nothing about and really could care less about. As we commemorate His birth, it's so important to remember that the babe in the manger actually represents a decision to die. If either of my children was in, was in danger... And I could somehow prevent that by presenting myself to be harmed in their place or even to be killed in their place. I wouldn't hesitate because my children are are more valuable to me than life. Any of you parents, grandparents can understand that. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Without hesitation, I would present myself. Now, what if that meant as a 53-year-old man leaving the earth and going to another place where I would start over completely and be born all over again? My death would take place at the moment that I made the decision, at the moment that I, that I left here and went there and to present myself to serve their sentence, so to speak. And, and that's what Jesus did. You know, at some point in eternity past, He stepped out of a place, a role, a, a, an unimaginable glory. And into our physical dimension. And there's no way we can really comprehend on this side of the curtain everything that that, that entailed, everything that that, that, that means, every, you know, everything that it meant. But if you made a decision to give up everything for the sake of love, for the sake of a child... You know, it's like the minute you close the front door to that house you're walking away from and give somebody else the key, you've left that life behind. And that's what he did. And he came and, and he presented himself to inhabit a teenage girl for nine months or so, and then to be born and then to live a life and, and so forth. And oh, how he loves us that he'd be willing to do that. There's no way in the world I'd start over. You, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm 53 years old. The, the idea of going back to infancy and doing this all over again? No way. No way would I want to do that. It was hard enough the first time. But that's in a sense, that's what he did. You know, he, he set everything aside to come. Why did he do that? Well, the Father sent him to do that, the Bible says. He has delivered us from the power of darkness, conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Three thoughts. Number one, you've been delivered. You've been delivered. It's, it's a finished thing. You know, Jesus on the cross, it's finished. 
you have been delivered from the power of darkness. Not from darkness. You understand the darkness is still all around us. You know, at one point in, in John 17, when, when Jesus prayed for us, and if you've never really taken time to study that prayer, I encourage you to, to do so. When he prayed for us, he prayed that, w- that we would be not taken out of the darkness, but protected within the darkness. Not taken out of the world, but protected within the world. The Bible tells us that the whole world is under the sway of the wicked one. Do you see your world that way? Do you see your culture that way? Do you see your society that way? See, so many of us are led and guided and, and, and our decisions and attitudes are dictated by, by the culture, by the society in which we live. And the Bible tells us it's evil. It's under the sway of the wicked one. You and I still live in darkness. We're surrounded by it. It dominates the world in which we live. Now, what does darkness imply? You know, when it, it, obviously it's a metaphor, right? I mean, look, it's a beautiful sunny day outside, so I'm not in the midst of physical darkness right now, even as I'm proposing that we live in darkness continually. No, it, it's, it's a metaphor. What is it talking about? It's, it's talking about ignorance, for one thing. Do you realize that we live in an ignorant world? What do you mean? They're clueless. The world around us is utterly clueless concerning spiritual truth, spiritual reality. We live in a short-sighted, earth-bound culture that only sees from birth to the grave and nothing beyond that. Completely ignorant to what lies beyond the curtain. That's what I mean. The only thing that they have to go by is is what their senses communicate. And and their senses, our senses don't communicate everything, do they? Blindness in that same sense, you know, unable to see beyond the curtain. But also evil in the sense of, and I I want to define this carefully, you know, because as we've talked about in the past, we, we often view evil as only things like rape and murder. You know, really, really bad stuff. Genocide. But the Bible would define it much more broadly than that. If it's imperfect, you could say it's evil. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited. God has been doing some amazing things with Main Thing Radio. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He is doing. And we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchase time on this radio station and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask you to prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. Your support will open up more doors for Main Thing Radio. To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Now here's Tracy with some more information about the Main Thing Radio podcast. Life these days moves fast. 
From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.